Hi, and welcome to the Ex-Mail Recruitment Podcast, where we share career advice for service leavers and veterans. I'm Rosie Vilecce, and I'm the Head of Marketing here at Ex-Mail Recruitment. Although I didn't serve myself, I'm an original military brat. My dad served in the Navy for 40 years, and my brother is on year 26 and counting. Throughout this podcast, I will be your hostess. I will interview guests, chat with the XMail team, and facilitate conversations that help veterans like you to get the jobs they truly want. Here's today's episode. Welcome to a new episode of XMail Recruitment Podcast. Today, we are talking about planning your job search. I'm really, really excited for this episode because I know that a lot of people usually struggle when it comes to understanding, okay, what is it? that I have to do to make sure that I am finding the right vacancies, getting the job that I want. And of course, with me today, I have the expert that will talk to you all about this. And who's the expert you're wondering? Well, 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 it is Ben Shorter, the Managing Director of XMIL Recruitment. This one is a guy that has more than 15 years of experience in the recruitment space. So he's definitely the right person to give you all the tips, secrets, and tricks that you need when it comes to your job search. Hi, Ben, and welcome. How are you doing? I'm really good, thank you, Rosie. How are you doing? I'm doing great, excited as you can hear. I'm really happy that you're here with me. This is one of our first episodes. So, you know, I'm just excited to be doing this with you. Let's just jump straight in, I would say, and talk about planning your job search, right? Because a lot of people maybe go a little bit casual or random about it. Random might be the right word. But what would you do to start planning your job search? So the first thing I would say is, the quicker or early you start planning for your transition into the civilian career, uh, civilian career, the easier it's going to be for you. So when my best friend joined the Royal Engineers at the age of uh, 18 or 19, I remember saying to him, think about what it is you want when you finish serving, even if that's in 22 years' time. The more prepared you are for that transition, the easier it's going to be. So obviously, we see a lot of people transitioning out, and sometimes... They have a difficult experience because they've not built the network. They've not had enough conversations about the industry they want to go into. If you do all of that stuff early on, you speak to the right people, you build your network, you plan for it, your transition is going to be so much easier. What about people that might be a little bit insecure or unsure or confused about what it is that they really want? Because clearly... You know, they might have a lot of experience, they might have a lot of technical experience, or maybe they are a little bit more generalist, right? So when they're coming out, they're thinking, okay, I'm not sure what I want, really. So what would you advise to them? You spend a lot of your time working. Mm -hmm. Do something that you enjoy, because if you enjoy it, you become better at it. If you're better at it, you become more well-paid or you end up in a more flexible position. So you want to do something that you love. And what about then once that you have the idea of, okay, this is what I want, how do you go on about searching for it, finding it? The thing that I would say is really stood out to me in my time doing recruitment within the sort of veteran and service leader space is how tight the community is. So you say, for example, you want to go into cybersecurity as a career, go and find yourself 10, 15, 20 veterans who are now 
working within cybersecurity in a, a civilian career, reach out to them. And I would bet that not everyone's going to answer that LinkedIn, yeah. but probably a third will. And out of those four or five people, some of them will give you some tip, quick tips. Others will jump on a call with you on Zoom or Teams and spend 30 minutes talking to you about their career. The more people you reach out to and speak to, the easier it's going to be. You talked about networking. So what do you mean by networking? Do you mean really sticking more within that veteran community? Do you mean more about maybe recruiters, finding the right people to talk to? What, what kind of networking are you referring to? So most networking I refer to is social media based. Uh, LinkedIn is the main one, but there's also Facebook groups that talk about careers for veterans or service leavers. But also there's lots of physical events that go on. Whether job fairs, you mean? Job, or, exactly. Yeah. CTP run job fairs, the British Forces Resettlement Service job fairs, uh, Forces Transition Group job fairs. There, there is so much out there for veterans that they're probably not aware of. So what I would do is network both on social media, particularly LinkedIn, and at physical jobs job fairs, because the more people you speak to and meet, the more questions that you'll be able to have answered the more likely you are to find a career that matches your needs. What about LinkedIn specifically? Clearly, you have just mentioned it. You mentioned social media. I think nowadays it's one of the main um, search engines, really, for everything that we need. But when it comes to LinkedIn specifically, it's all about the careers, it's all about the jobs and all of that. How would you use LinkedIn to find the right job, to find the job that I want? You know, What would I have to do? So firstly, you want to build a, a profile that really talks about who you are and what it is you're looking for. So that's how you get noticed by recruiters. Then secondly, you want to join some groups that will um, give you an insight that you need in terms of either industry or just building that uh, veteran network. So as an example, there is a group on LinkedIn called the GenDip Network. And this is a space where veterans go, share advice and support. And there's four, three and a half, four thousand people in this group. Everyone is so open. The, the guys that run it, so they're both um, ex-bootnecks, uh, Chris and Chris. Mm-hmm. They, they've created this platform where people share advice, ideas. They do a spotlight every Wednesday. So what you want to do is go and network in these groups and start to build up that network. And obviously you can reach out to people like myself or other ex-military recruiters. So there's quite a few now recruitment businesses that are specifically built for veterans. Uh, Up in Scotland, you've got uh, Emma Davies and her business, Joint Force Alba, uh, with her colleague Dion. Um, You've got uh, Forward Assist and uh, Demo Jobs that do a lot of stuff within engineering, health and safety. You've got us that do a mixture of um, IT telecoms as well as engineering and logistics um, there is Trident Search which isn't just for veterans but the two lads that started it were veterans as well so what you want to do is go and network with us type of recruiters purely because we all deal with service leavers so mm-hmm. always we'll put in that additional time and then, then also you speak to people in big civilian recruitment agencies as well and be honest with them about what you're looking for. 
Yes, so basically you can use LinkedIn not only to find the vacancies that might be interesting to you, but you also want to use it to actually create those connections with your peers, but also with people that are maybe recruiters or they can support you. So network groups or supporting groups for veterans who are searching for jobs. Exactly. Like one thing I almost forgot to mention there is I focused on their agencies but a lot of bigger companies will have their own in-house recruitment teams. Right. Now, some bigger companies, Amazon, for example, Amazon have more veteran-focused recruiters than every veteran-based recruitment business in the UK. I think they also have a program, actually, isn't it, it to support it, exactly. veterans? So, yeah. so they, they have a program set up for service leavers, uh, KPMG, JP Morgan, Jacobs all have the same. Um, you can also look at the Armed Forces Covenant. So the Armed Forces Covenant is something that companies sign up for to say they're veteran friendly. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I used to rant about was uh, it, it, the Armed Forces Covenant was great, but it was difficult to search. Luckily, yeah. they updated it. They uh, have just made a few changes. <laughs> they, they've made a few changes. That means you can search the Armed Forces Covenant by location, by industry. And what you can do is start to build a list of veteran-friendly employers mm-hmm. and start to network within those companies, paying particular attention to people that look like they're hiring managers, whether that's an operations manager, a head of HR, an engineering manager, who are veterans, because they'll always try and support other veterans. Yeah. And again, if we just focus for a moment on LinkedIn, of course, you do want, you mentioned it, you do want your profile to really represent what it is that you're looking for. So maybe, especially if you're a service leaver, I guess, even though you don't have a lot of that civilian experience yet, you can still really try and tailor already the experience that you list on your profile towards that type of career do you want is that correct 100 so you want to make sure you've got a good profile picture that represents who you and who you are and equally when i say that it's put it into context if you're going to work in a more informal environment then you can be a bit more informal if you're going to work in a more um formal environment maybe you want to wear full more attire if you're working in a space that is full of veterans you can still have it in your military gear if you're not then I wouldn't recommend that Um, you then want to have a headline that tells people a bit about yourself and almost what it is you're trying to do on LinkedIn so for example you might put a service leaver 2023 looking to work in financial services so recruiters or companies are clear about what it is you want So basically, LinkedIn is where you would start, especially as a service leaver. What about job boards? Would you go directly on there to drop your CV or would you wait that you've already left and everything? No, I I would do it early on. Now, the reality is, um, so the the two main exceptions are um, individuals who have developed vetting or within the IT space and uh, companies that offer transition schemes, i.e. Amazon, um jacobs etc yeah outside of them most service leavers will get a role in their final three months the -hmm. reason for that is because companies are are often looking to hire straight away so if if i applied for a role but i've got nine months left then a company won't take my application seriously so instead what i would do is focus on building the network for the first part of my transition yeah all right so 
when it comes to searching for the job career, you have mentioned different ways to go on about it. We have talked about social media platforms such as LinkedIn, job boards, job fairs, networking. You have also mentioned recruiters. Now, I know that recruiters don't always have the best name. I have been hanging around XME Recruitment long enough to know that you guys are a bit different, but still, this whole image of recruiters being a bit, you know, let's say careless and a bit sharky and just seeing you as a name or a number, that, that, that image is still out there, right? So what would be your advice to any veteran wanting to use a recruitment agency, but, you know, wanting to do it in a way First of all, that is uh, integral to who they are and and their values, but also in a way that is actually positive so that it can have a positive recruitment experience. Yeah. So I think the first thing to say there is if you have a bad experience, it doesn't mean all recruiters are the same. Like recruitment has a very low barrier to entry. So what it means is some people are great and will give you loads of assistance. Some people aren't great, but they have the right jobs for you. And other people are just useless. Just <laughs> more. Right. We're just going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're, they're absolute idiots. And what, what I would look for is, does the recruiter understand the industry that I'm trying to get into? Yeah. So, for example, if I want a career in cybersecurity, I want to start to network with cybersecurity recruiters. Mm-hmm. And I want to see what it is that they're saying and what it is they're talking about. If they don't understand what a scene tool is, they're probably not a good cybersecurity recruiter. If they don't understand different courses, they're probably not too into their industry. The best recruiters are recruiters that are really passionate about the types of roles that they recruit for. So when, when I was a recruiter for forklift truck drivers, I understood the difference between counterbalance, reach, VNA, bending. Whatever because you're I, saying, yes. Exactly. Because I, <laughs> but that's the thing. I took an active interest in an industry so that I could have qualified conversations with my candidates. Yeah. So outside of my work hours, I'd be researching it. Good recruiters are like that. So if you're looking for a health and safety job, look for recruiters who always seem to have health and safety related jobs, or they're talking about the wider health and safety related industry. Don't go to a generalist recruiter expecting them to have every job you, you, you'd look for. So recruiters are either often what's called vertical specific, i.e. they focus on a specialised niche or they're location specific. However, the problem with location specific recruiters is they might not have the more specialist or niche roles. Yeah, that's really great. And honestly, I think we should just create an episode all about dealing with recruiters because I think we can tell a lot clearly about what to do what not to do just to get the job that you want right because a recruiter can be really fundamental to that process especially if you are building and growing your career so I think we will we'll just have a nice conversation all about that Ben but thank you so much already for sharing a little bit more about recruiters and what they can do so I guess that in a way especially if you're a service leaver it might be a bit easier to just go to a proper recruitment agency that deals with veterans I guess that would be the safest bet that you can have at that yeah, point yeah definitely and if you go to veteran recruiters because the difference between standard agency recruiters and recruiters that specialize in veteran or service leaver recruitment 
is all of us who, who do this type of work. Then mm-hmm. particularly everyone that I've spoke to, they do it for a reason. Yeah. The reason I do this type of recruitment is because of watching my friends serve within the Royal Engineers and go to the Afghans, the Iraqs uh, throughout their uh, 20s. I do this so I can give back to the community. Yeah. And every single other veteran-focused recruitment consultant that I've met, either they were a veteran or they have a strong reason like myself for doing this type of work. That makes absolute sense. All right, so we're approaching the end of this episode. And I want to ask you if there are any other major tips or you know tricks specifically that you know that you always tell to anybody that you talk to when it comes to planning that job search. So, so one thing I always say is to reverse engineer what it is you want over the next five to 10 years. So say, for example, if I know that I want to be a um, cybersecurity uh, consultant working within the defense space, I want to reverse engineer and say, okay, that's what my ideal job is. What steps do I need to do to enable myself to get there? That is exactly what I did with my career. So I'm 33 managing a uh, recruitment business focused on veterans. I made sure that I understood every aspect of recruitment. I managed different recruitment consultants. I managed a marketing team. I managed uh, operations. I understood the legal part. So I literally put a step in place for everything that I wanted to, to do to enable me to end up managing a recruitment business. Yeah, thank you. That's such a great tip. So we're just pretty much at the end of this episode. So I want to take a moment to just sum up everything that we have discussed, right? And this was really more of a, of a conversation that we were having today about this job search and the planning of it and all of that. I guess one of the things that they really have to make sure, Ben, is to start with a proper research, right? So knowing what it is that you want, knowing what it is that is out there and then go ahead and network. So if you are right now in that position of, okay, I want a new job or I want to create a career for myself in the civilian world, make sure that you're connecting with your peers, make sure that you're connecting with recruiters such as Ben and XML Recruitment because they will be able to help you. Make sure that you're connecting with people within companies that look like a good fit for you and just start creating these relationships. Of course, you can also rely on all the great networking groups and supporting groups that are out there for veterans. We will just have a few links, of course, in the show footnotes so that you can visit their websites straight away and see what they are about. But also remember that there are some companies such as Amazon that are veteran friendly. So they have specific programs for people that are making that change from a military career to a civilian one. And other than that, I think that the biggest tip that Ben was just given was all about reverse engineering what it is that you really want from your career. So think about five, 10 years down the line, where do you see yourself? What is it that you want? And then try to reverse engineer, okay, how do I get there? What do I need to do? And of course, if you can rely on a great recruiter such as Ben and the XMail recruitment team in general, then I think you're pretty much in safe hands. And that's it. Ben, any last words before we say goodbye? Just take ownership over your job search. The more ownership you take over it, the easier it will be. 
The man has said it, that's your tip. So thank you so much, Ben, for being with me today. I really appreciate everything that you've been sharing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And hey, remember to subscribe to our podcast to never miss any new releases and to share it with other veterans within your community. If you want to connect with the XMail team, please visit our website, www.ex-mil.co.uk, or you can just connect with us on our LinkedIn page. Thank you so much and see you next time.